the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Except for Harry Styles. I know nothing about Harry Styles. Um, pretty interesting times we live in. President Trump uh, gets into his first foreign policy uh, strike. How does the market react to that? U.S. adds 98,000 jobs, missed expectations. The employment report comes out. Markets are a little bit weaker on that. Uh, There's a big China-U.S. summit focus right now with the president of China in Florida hanging out with Donald Trump. Like I said last night, there was a couple missiles thrown around over in Syria. And you watch how Wall Street reacts to that. The broader unemployment rate, which captures not only those out of work, but those working part-time, fell to about 8.9% after hitting 9.2% in February. The number's good. It's not great. So unemployment rate plunged to 4.5%. That's a new post-crisis low, and lowest since May 2007. Wages were in line. Right now, we're probably looking at trying to get two things better. The labor force participation rate and higher wages. So the U.S. economy added fewer jobs than expected in March, while the unemployment rate plunged a new low because people who have been looking for jobs fell off. Um, you would say maybe they got discouraged. So the payroll number almost certainly was depressed by the snowstorm in the Northeast during the survey week. So says Ian Shepardson, for the Fed, the unemployment rate is the ultimate arbiter of the tightness of the labor market, and the prospect of the rate going continuing to fall towards 4% will be uh, very disconcerting. So the Fed doesn't want the economy to get too hot, which is weird. Like when you start thinking about it like that, uh, they don't want unemployment at 4% because that's when wage inflation really starts to kick in. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Joining me now, Tony Mendez. I have a question for you, Tony. You're a mortgage lender. You do this show with the Real Estate Report. 
Someone emailed me recently and said, I'm 65 years old and about to retire. My home is paid for. Can I get a mortgage when I'm retired? And in this case, the person looks pretty well-rounded. $3 million in savings plus investments, um, about $60,000 a year coming from annuities and some interest dividend. So that's going to bring another $25,000 a year when you start taking in Social Security. Um, there, there seems to be some good numbers there. But obviously, uh, retirees are going to differ like golden clay on as far as getting a uh, mortgage. Yeah, that's um, it's an interesting scenario because you have to wonder why he wants to take money out if he has $3 million in savings. But to answer his question, yes, you can get a mortgage. The the most obvious choice here would be a reverse mortgage. Um, that would give him kind of like a annuity payment, for example. It would just give him payments every month. He'd still have to pay his taxes and insurance, but the, the lender, instead of him paying for the mortgage, he would actually get money out. Um, that's a great scenario for a free and clear house like he has. Um, but there are other ways that he can use the savings, for example, and his Social Security and any other pensions or IRA distributions, things like that, as income to qualify. So you essentially follow that whole rule of almost everybody qualifies for a mortgage. It's just how much income can support the mortgage. So we just have to look at what he qualifies for. So basically what you're saying is a mortgage is not a loan against a house. It's a loan against your income. And having income in retirement, just because you have that $3 million in assets, it, it needs to be generated some income. Um, that helps, for sure. Yeah, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, recognize this, and FHA, and, and a lot of what they call portfolio loans. And they have something called an asset depletion loan, or an asset depletion income calculation. And they basically take that $3 million, or whatever amount that you have, and they divide it by you know, 360 months or 30 years, and they, they calculate a certain percentage rate, and it spits out a number, and that number can be used towards income as though you were drawing that money on a monthly basis. So asset depletion is something that not a lot of people use because they might end up towards a reverse mortgage first, or they might end up towards um, qualifying with their retirement pay, their Social Security, and maybe the IRA distributions that they're getting. So it is definitely an option that you could look at. This is something where I'd recommend you talk with your financial planner in large part before you talk with a mortgage lender or a real estate agent, in large part because the financial advisor is going to talk about how your assets are going to last until the day you die and or not in this scenario. You don't want to start buying houses willy-nilly in retirement. You want to have a plan. You want to know where you're moving to, things along those lines. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, don't be shy. So we can talk about job growth. Whiffs badly in March. Unemployment rate, though, falls 4.5% based on the participation rate. 4.5% is a pretty good number. You look at that number and you go, whoa, um, there's some positives there. But, again, uh, we didn't add as many jobs as we wanted to. This morning, we learned the sad and tragic news of, yet again, an act of terrorism. And Wall Street hasn't really overreacted to this. Um, it's almost as if you have to get bigger. And, you know, 9-11 was one of those days where Wall Street went into a panic mode. But today, we're seeing a truck incident in Stockholm injuring several people. It looks like at least three dead, several people injured after what police described as a truck incident in a crowded street in the Swedish capital of Stockholm. Media reports are saying the truck plowed into a department store, causing multiple casualties. People started running down the stairs, their fire alarms going off, a lot of calamity. Again, Wall Street has a lot of risks. There's currency risk, there's investment risk, there's opportunity risks. Um, sometimes there's going to be some geopolitical risk, and this is one of those days where 
Yesterday we saw a lot of Tomahawk missiles being fired at Syria. Today we're seeing a little act of terrorism, um, and that can cause the markets to sell off. Is it a buying opportunity? Typically, because it's tough to disrupt capitalism on a grand scale. You've seen the S&P 500 trade slightly lower, the Dow slightly lower, the NASDAQ slightly lower as well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oil prices plunge after crude inventories rise. Oil's tied towards the old supply and demand. Um, now, there is some better oil than other. So Saudi Arabian oil, very sweet crude, uh, very easy to refine, whereas U.S. crude tends to be a little bit muckier. So we do pay attention to where the oil is coming from and the quality of the oil, but the API estimated commercial crude oil inventories declined 1.8 million barrels last week. There was a planned, uh, unplanned production outage in, uh, in the North Sea, so that's newsworthy to get out there today. Um, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Tony Menez, you can find him at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. Um, a lot going on. So that uh, terrorism seems to be the, the story of the news headlines today. So if you turn that on, you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, China's press has been relatively mute on the whole Trump uh, Z summit. Um, China does things in funny ways. They always want to come out looking like they're in control as far as their political processes go. American TV networks blast footage of the summit at Mar-a-Lago between Donald Trump and President Xi Jinping. Uh, the Chinese media has been very cautious. So normally when Xi travels overseas, there's a full court press for a trip to the U.S. to meet the leader of the free world. Greater coverage would have been warranted. Uh, however, uh, due to the nature of the talks where the United States is telling China, we can need uh, to even out this trade balance thing. Even though we don't really want to even out... We don't really want to make our own clothes in the United States when we can do it so much cheaper in foreign markets. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Coming up from the AHL Barracudas, Troy Roshnik. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. AM 1220, KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey updates. Let's talk a little hockey. Friday Ice Report, the AHL San Jose Barracuda. We are their flag station station. You can hear Nick Nolenberger calling the games. And this year, Nick has had a good time calling the games because who I'm talking to right here, right now, the starting goaltender of the Barracuda, Troy Grishnik. How are you, Troy? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. What a year you're having. You must be on cloud nine at this point in time. You were just named AHL first all-star team, along with defenseman Tim Heed. Pretty high honor for you, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, a great honor, but uh, you know we're more focused on team awards. So uh, we got some big games coming up, and uh, we got the chance to take home uh, first place in the regular season. Um, and obviously, uh, that would be pretty huge. Well, I'm honored here to be the flagship station because I grew up in the last 40 years listening to hockey. I was a Washington Capitals fan, and uh, 
used to listen to the radio and go into games. I had season tickets at one point in time. We've given away a ton of tickets to see you play this year. You've pitched an impressive 10 shutouts, which is unfathomable for me to even think about. You've got a second-best goals against average in the league. Um, you're pretty much so kicking butt, even though it is a team game. If the goalie stands on his head, he can steal a lot of wins for the team. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, one of those positions in sports that, uh, you know, kind of the eyes uh, are turned on you and uh, games can turn uh, positively or negatively based on your performance. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I I, I don't score many goals. I uh, don't have any uh, in my career and I don't plan to have any. So um, that's why we got guys like Heater, who you mentioned, and uh, Danny O'Regan, who just got named to the all rookie team uh, and our whole team, uh, we score a lot of goals, which uh, makes my job a little bit easier. Absolutely. Okay, so you don't have any goals yet. You're not trying to pull a Marty Berger and fire it down the puck at the end of the uh, game. But any fights? Uh, no, don't have any fights yet either. Uh, I'm uh, more of a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll just concentrate on keeping the puck out of the net. I'll let everybody else uh, worry about the other stuff. So this is my favorite time of the year, whether it's the NHL San Jose Sharks or the AHL San Jose Barracuda. I've been to three games this year. I went to three games last year. I even got to drop a puck, which was thrilling for me. Um, we're starting to, to march into playoff season or playoff form, right? Yeah, there's. Uh, we've got. I think the Sharks have about a week until the, the NHL playoffs start, and we all have a week and a half, two weeks till the AHL playoffs start, and yeah, everything's definitely ramping up here, and uh, there's nothing quite like playoff hockey. The intensity just is uh, just that that little bit more, and uh, you know it'll it'll be a lot of fun uh, to uh, really uh, get the SAP Center full for uh, the Sharks games and for our games, and uh, get it loud, and uh, hopefully the fans are excited because uh, that obviously uh, pumps the guys up on the ice. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing quite like playoff hockey. So you've got a couple games coming up um, back-to-back Saturday and Sunday against the Stockton Heat. Is that something that you will share backup duties with, uh, your backup starter, Mantis? Uh, will he jump in and play a game? Yeah, I'm not quite sure about about that yet. I'll find uh, find out more actually today when I go into the rink. Um, usually you find out about the day, day before um, as a goalie. Um, when you're playing or what the coach's plans are. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked with the home-and-home, uh, home, especially with the quick turnaround on Sunday. We play a little bit earlier. Um, that's generally when uh, we'll split split duties. Speaking with Troy Greshnick, the starting goaltender for the AHL San Jose Barracuda. I'm actually kind of jonesing for this. This is kind of fun. Um, playing under Roy Sommer, uh, I'm imagining he was probably coaching before you were even born. Uh, pretty high honors to work with the winningest coach in the AHL. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is my fourth year uh, pro. All four have been with Roy, and uh, you know he's a great coach, and uh, he's uh, he's really one of a kind. And uh, been really lucky because uh, not only is he a great coach uh, on the ice at the rink, but he's uh, one of the best human beings I've ever met. And uh, it's uh, it's it's been a pleasure the past four years, and uh, uh, I hold high in the highest regards. Now, you played for Union College. Um, that's what I'm seeing as far as your college background goes. Uh, give me a little bit of background on how you jumped from college to the uh, HL. Yeah, I, uh, I spent three years at Union, and um, uh, there was some NHL interest after uh, after my junior year. Um, 
and I decided to leave early. I uh, still graduated. I took some summer courses and actually finished up my thesis um, my first year playing in, in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, but basically, yeah, just got scouted uh, while I was at college, and uh, the Sharks, Sharks signed me, and uh, they uh, signed me to well, what was then the Worcester Sharks and uh, kind of been in the AHL uh, ever since, aside from a cup of tea up with the big guys. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, one of those lifelong dreams that uh, you keep working hard and and, uh, the hard work pays off and uh, kind of living the dream and uh, seeing how how long I can live it for. Jumping from Worcester to San Jose, that had to be a little bit of a culture shift for you. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially uh, growing up in in cold weather in in the Milwaukee area and then going to school at Union, Never had uh, such mild winters, and uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not I'm not missing uh, shoveling snow and, and clearing the driveway. So uh, yeah, my wife and I we love it out here. Well, we're glad to have you here. Get a couple more wins and have a good long run play uh, in the playoffs with the uh, Barracuda. Thanks, Troy. Yep, thanks for having me. Absolutely, it's Troy Gersnick. Uh, the American Hockey League announced earlier this week that he's the AHL first All-Star team. That's pretty good. When out of all the AHL, you're the top goaltender being put on that that cup. Um, like he said, it's a nice cup of tea, so to speak, and he's having a good time with it. Um, it's always fun to watch the AHL hockey. It's it's so family oriented. Uh, the tickets are a lot more uh, reasonable compared to the San Jose Sharks. Um, it's a good time. It's the San Jose Sharks facility, so it's a professional facility where you get to see an AHL game. Sometimes the AHL games are in like things like cow palaces, and they're not quite as nice as the SAP Center. So you'll have a good time if you go out to a game. You can pick up tickets at sjbarracuda.com. That's sjbarracuda.com. You can find out more about me by going to Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. Switching back to my wheelhouse, so to speak, is Wall Street. And a couple of things have happened. Uh, there was a, a small act of terror in Sweden. Uh, we're assuming it's an act of terror now that any time a truck goes plowing into people, you just kind of assume that the truck driver didn't fall asleep. Uh, the unemployment rate falls to a 10-year low. Now, you go back 10 years and you're at 2007, and, you know, there was not the best stock market at that point in time. Um, so sometimes the good news is bad news because good news could only become greater news. Um, we don't live in a utopia where things are great forever, if that makes sense. The U.S. economy added fewer jobs than expected in March while the unemployment rate dropped. Non-farm payrolls grew by 98,000, well above the 180,000 expectation. Unemployment rate plunged to 4.5%, a post-crisis low and lowest since May 2007. Wages rose in line with expectations, with wages rising two-tenths of a percent of the last month um, and 2.7% of the prior year. That's a pretty good number. Uh, the labor force participation rate, which has been rising in recent months, remained flat at 63%. So, an interesting payroll number day. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Good luck to Troy Groshnik and the San Jose Barracuda. If you haven't made it to a game this year, that's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. Get to a playoff game. You won't regret it.
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of my number one tenets in investing is keep your cost low. Anytime you're out going out there spending 2% to get 5%, you're not keeping your cost low. They're starting to sneak up on you. And I'm not going to say tricky ways because that sounds a little too silly, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Take a look at some of the top stories today. Audio. Where's that coming from? Uh, something's on. Got it. Um, clearly, there was a missile strike last night, and that's got some people a little bit on edge in Syria. Now you can look at it and go, okay, who makes that missile? And that's the wrong way to go. You're looking for the bigger picture, the people who are making the joint strike fighters. That's much more money than Tomac missiles. Um so a lot of companies right now are positioning for earnings season. This is a transition period for Wall Street. The Trump bump, Trump honeymoon, I'm not going to say it's over, but we're starting to see that it's going to be very tough for him to build a consensus and get that tax reform through, to get the tax cuts through, to get the repatriation of cash through. Um, the Republicans aren't lining up in a row with him. Had they done that, his policies would have been very pro-growth. Probably no, no, not probably. Also very pro-debt to the United States. So um, this is what you would refer to probably as gridlock. And Wall Street tends to like gridlock more often than not. Um, the problem is we keep kicking the can down the road. We haven't heard a candidate yet say, we're going to pay off our debt. Haven't heard that. And uh, one day when we do, would that be pro-growth or would that hurt the economy? It would probably hurt the economy. Um, but it would help our credit rating but it would probably hurt our economy. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I've got a lot of equity in one of my homes, and I've thought about taking cash out, not necessarily for repairs on the house, but maybe to buy another home. Um, a lot of professionals that I know do that concept, where once they get so much equity in their home, they're like, I'm going to take the money rake and basically sell a little bit of it right now. What's the process on getting cash out of a home? Well, it's gotten a little bit easier over the last couple of years, uh, but I think the the real question is how do you want to take it out? Um, you obviously don't want to sell the house. That's that would be the the quickest and fastest way I think to get the the money. But but in a funny way, you are kind of selling part of the house. You are you're, when you're taking money out. You are, and and you have to you have to start thinking about the three ways to do that. And um, you know you can do a, what they call a cash out refinance. You can do a, an equity line. Um, some people do reverse mortgages. Some people sell. Um, uh, sell the house, but th- that's not what we're talking about, the selling part. But All right. um, a cash-out refinance, a lot of people who have owned their houses for a long period of time have gone through low interest rate periods. So it's not as attractive today, you know, since Trump has been elected, the interest rates have gone up. So they may have a lower interest rate than what they could have today if they did a cash-out refinance. So a lot of people are looking at equity lines. However, now that the Fed has been talking about seriously raising interest rates periodically throughout the year, I think we're planned for two and two, two more in 2017 and, and, and so on. The interest rates for equity lines aren't looking as attractive as taking a total cash out refinance. So you kind of got to look at what works best for you. But if you can 
use this one philosophy, and that is how fast can you pay the money back? For example, an equity line may make more sense because you can, pay, if you pay back quicker, the actual rate is much lower, and you're not subject to any kind of larger rate hikes that would affect your payment. Uh, another philosophy would be to take the money out in a cash out refinance and then just reamortize and then just pay that money back over a 30 year period. And sometimes that can actually help your payment be lower uh, instead of having that equity line. So there are different ways to do it. I think it comes down to how fast you, you want to use it, how fast you want to pay it back, and you want to pay it back uh, with a lower payment. So, once again, what's the process? <laughs> I didn't care about Trump. I didn't care about interest rates. <clears throat> I was looking for what's the process of getting cash out. Do I just call you and say, hey, Tony, uh, BayAreaLoanSource.com, do I, I need $100,000? Yeah, it's, is it's there the like, same thing as just doing a regular home loan. Okay. You you basically, instead of doing what they call a rate in term, which is just refinancing your, your you're original pull, loan, you're, you're going to pull the cash out. We pull the credit. We we look at your equity. We have to run the appraisal so that we can see how much equity you have. This is a credit, what they call a risk-layered uh, um, engine that they right. with, where they make adjustments to rate and pricing and things like that. So you, you want to know where you you want to land. Credit score plays a really big part in cash out transactions as okay. well. So a lot of equity line companies, uh, and it could be any major bank, need really high credit scores in order to even be qualified for that kind of equity line. But cash out transactions, you can go as low as 620 with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, as long as you're conforming, even FHA. So you got to, once part of that process is to identify which is the best product for you. Maybe there's something to help you with credit score. Maybe there's a way to look at that equity line and see if that makes more sense. Are we paying off another equity line? Do you want to renegotiate? What are the fees like? Say I want $100,000. What am I paying in fees? $3,000, $4,000? So the typical home loan is between 1% and 2% of your purchase price. Okay. I'm sorry, the the, um, the home loan. And, and sometimes you can get the lender to pay for it. Sometimes you can just roll the costs in by getting a lower rate, and that's called paying points. Mm-hmm. Um and so, so it, it really kind of changes based on how you want to end up at the end at the end of the day. Do you want more money back than you do a lower cost loan, okay. which results in a slightly higher interest rate? So you, that's a little confusing for me. Yes. Yeah, the, the simple the simple question is, if I'm doing, pulling a hundred thousand dollars out, how much does it cost me? If I go to the ATM and pull twenty out, I know it's. I'll give you four. I'll give you an example. If you already have a five hundred thousand dollar loan and you want to borrow. Another hundred. That's a six hundred thousand dollar loan. So uh-huh. you, you would you're not just paying for that hundred thousand. You're paying for the whole six hundred. Got it. So some people may go, I don't want to do that. I just want to get an equity line or a fixed second. Gotcha. Um, so th- so we're not pulling money out. It's just getting another loan. It really is a larger number. That's the mathematics of it. Yeah. Okay. How long does a a cash out kind of take? I would imagine quicker. Twenty five to thirty five days. So it's about the same as right. It's about the same. An equity line can be a little bit quicker. Some people like the equity lines because the fees are lower okay. and it can happen faster. And a lot of times the, the lender doesn't even do a an appraisal. They just do they just do what they call an AVM, which is just a, a kind of an automated valuation. One of the reasons uh, financial planners like home equity lines of credit is, or even doing a cash out, is you're taking money that's losing to inflation, 1% to 2% per year. And even if you're just getting 2%, 3%, you're you're kind of beating inflation a little bit with that new cash. You're taking on more risk, which everyone has to understand. There are more risks anytime you put any money anywhere. Uh, but the other nice thing about an equity line too is, is if if it is a true equity line, you can take the money out, and as you pay it back, that equity line stays there. So you can always draw off it, usually for a 10-year period. 
So if you plan on paying it back, you can always reaccess the money. But again, if let's say you're doing a construction on your house and it's going to take six months, why would you do a 30-year fixed refinance, take the money all at once, when you might only be using 10000 now, 20000 in three months, and then another 30000 in, in six months later, where that way you're not paying interest on the full, what did I add up, $60,000 over that period of time as opposed to just those periods that you're borrowing the money. Again, it's all about how fast you can, how fast you need it and how fast you can pay it back. That'll determine which way you take the money. In your business, um, let's just imagine that you have a lovely storefront and people come knocking on your door. Um, how often are they knocking on your door for a cash out, a refi, a 30-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage, a 7-year arm? What's the product of choice? What do you see in as far as 30-year fixed? 30-year fixed. Yeah, it, it's changed quite a bit from the mentality we had back in 2005 to 2008. Um, or leading up to that, uh, we had about 60 to 65% arm usage in the Bay Area, and now that's down to less than 5%. So arms aren't really that attractive, but we are seeing more 15 years, 20 years. People are saying, you know, we've, we have the equity, we have, we, we're making more money, our credit score is better, we want to pay off the house quicker. It's, they're starting to figure out what their retirement plans are, and maybe paying off that house early is, is, fits that scenario a little bit better. Uh, but still, the 30-year fixed is a little bit more attractive to most people today because it has lower payment, and qualifying is still something that people are, are struggling with right now. Um, now, qualified, is it getting easier or is it getting tougher? Because I think the concept or the idea is that things were too loose and that got us into trouble as far as qualifying. It, it's not going to get back to where it was, okay. uh, but it has been getting a little bit easier. Credit score requirements are dropping a little bit. Jumbo lenders, and I think the people in the Bay Area really like to hear that jumbo lending is, has eased up a little bit as far as the guidelines are concerned. The rates are really good for jumbos right now. Um, and, and, you know, those are the kind of things that we're seeing loosen up, but we're also seeing portfolio loans really hitting the market where they're doing bank statement products are coming back where you can just provide bank statements. There's, it's kind of like a, not a stated income type of loan, but it's, it's designed for maybe the self-employed person. Um, low credit score products. There's still down payment assistance products that have been around. Those are usually first come first serve or you can use CalHAFA or, or some sort of city assistance. Um, but when it's all said and done, it's, it, it is getting a little bit easier. It is a credit score based, uh, programs for most people. Mm-hmm. So I would focus on that first. I'd focus on down payment second and, and then the qualifying is just math. What is your income and how do you, how do you, how, where your ratios fall into that? Debt ratios, that is. Sounds good. If you're looking for a 30 year fix, 15 year, seven year, five year, it's an interesting time to be shopping for mortgages. A lot of people have mortgage needs. I'm okay with mortgages. Mortgage has the word debt in it, mort. A lot of people are afraid of mortgages. I think they're a great tool. And right now, at the cost of money is cheap enough that uh, we could certainly, certainly benefit from them uh, if you know how to redeploy that capital in a smart and efficient manner. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Rob Black now, 800-516-1220. 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, a little tired today. so Sometimes you get a little market fatigue. The market's moving into an earnings season. There's four of them a year, January, February, March. And they get quiet. At that point in time, for 15, 20 days, as their accountants are adding everything up, and then they they let us know what happened. So that's called a quiet period where they're not allowed to talk. If they were to say something like, "Oh, quarter's not looking very good," we'll talk about it next week. Everyone might sell. So you're not allowed to talk about it. It's publicly traded. So there has to be public information. It has to be the same as what's what's being, you know, added up by the accountants. They're not allowed to like leak. Unemployment rate plunges to a 4.5%. That headline looks great, but we didn't add as many jobs as we wanted to. Just the number of people in the, ta- in the job pool shrank. Global stocks, the dollar slip on weak jobs data, and oil is off its highs. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Amazon's going to add 30,000 part-time jobs. Some can work from home. Amazon has over 275,000 employees worldwide. Amazon's just a really impressive company. Don't you wish you can go back and say, if I knew then what I know now, um, they've got over 275,000 employees worldwide. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Let's talk about renovating a home. What's your major theme on renovating a home? So uh, the first obstacle in renovating a home is obviously where you're going to get the money. Huh? Uh, if you don't have the money already, a lot of people look towards their equity of their property to um, – A lot of people, sure. Uh, and and there are renovation loans that you can access. There's something – More expensive or less expensive than normal? A little bit more expensive on the rate, but not by much. FHA offers a really decent rate, uh, but you end up with that mortgage insurance, and it has to be your owner-occupied property. But Fannie Mae has something called the Home Style Renovation Loan, which I love, absolutely love, because you can do that on investment properties as well, including second homes and your primary. Um, and you can do you know, luxury items in some cases. And, and to sum it up, you can do almost everything except tear down all the, all the walls, okay. um, down to, the, down to the, the slab, so to speak. So, Isn't it funny that there's so many myths tied towards things like that? Like um, I've been told if ever I want to improve my home to keep my – Prop 13, I could tear down everything but the fireplace. <laughs> um, yeah, there are a lot of myths in real estate, um, you know, but we're going to stick with facts, I suppose, right? Sure. Truth can, out there. We can make up a bunch of stuff if we want. Um, but when it's all said and done, uh, you know, the limitations on, you know, especially here in the Bay Area is that these, both of these tr- loans are capped at 636000 um, so if you already owe 500, you need 200, you probably have to look at some sort of option, maybe getting an equity line. Um, and it also depends on if your property is already in distress. So if you have a distressed property, you may not be able to get a loan because 
it won't pass appraisal. So you may have to go to the equity line where they just kind of do a drive-by and they don't actually physically look at the property. That's one strategy some people have been using. And then once that's all finished, then they refinance everything all together, maybe in a jumbo loan. So there are the caps on those equi- those renovation loans. Uh-huh. Um, but you can also use those to purchase a house. A lot of people don't know that. So know if, that. if you were to say you found a property that's in distress, nobody... Oh, that's right. Nobody can can buy it with a normal loan because it's not going to pay pass appraisal. You just go and get a renovation loan and buy it. You don't move in it, into it until it's all fixed. You can defer things like interest payments. You can defer all, everything until the the thing is done. So basically, if someone uh, sees a really stinky house in their neighborhood, you could use a renovation loan to get it. Right, and my stinky you know, house. And they calculate uh, you know your loan to value and your 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 equity based on how much down payment you put into it, and it and factors all in. There's several nice calculators that you can use. Yeah. Uh, to figure that out, but that's that's what a lot of people have been doing. But here in the Bay Area, what's what you what you mostly find is somebody using um, secondary kind of financing, like uh, private money, for example. Gotcha. That, that is some because they don't care about the condition of the property; they just look at the equity and in, in, and indeed the future value of the property, which these other renovations loans use. Which I find very interesting is that um, let's say, for example, you have a rental property in Vegas. Okay. And you you know that you can get higher rents on it, but you really need to fix up the property. Uh, but you don't have the equity to do it. Well, the the lender, when they do this renovation loan, will calculate what the value will be in the future. So you can build that equity up by actually fixing the property. So it's a very interesting way that people can improve their property and the equity in their house and kind of tap that in the process. Got it. So to get a to get a renovation loan is that standard to use a mortgage lender can you use banks who can you use to get a renovation loan you can use either if they have the product um Fannie Mae has the what they call the home style product we're a brokerage so we don't have some of our lenders will have it and some of them won't it's not, it's kind of a not a rare product but it's it's a unique product and you want to use a lender that knows how to do it and we have two Right now, okay. FHA is pretty standard, and anybody who is FHA has access to the two or three K. Good stuff. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource dot com. That's BayAreaLoanSource dot com. To get your calls on the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls on the air. Quick question, Tony. Um, when it comes to lenders, you hear commercials from the big guys, but you don't hear a lot of commercials from mom and pops. Um, is that is, is that common? Would you say like the Wells Fargo and you know Bank of America is now's the time to get into your home kind of thing? Uh, is it kind of wishy washy that way? No, um, th- there is a reason why more people are going towards brokers than huh? big lenders, and I think they're starting to feel it. Uh, we've we've surpassed the fifty percent mark, and lend- the big lenders, those Bank of America's, Wells Fargo's, need to keep pushing that advertising, keep the business on their side. People are figuring out that brokers are the better way to go. Good to know. Thanks very much. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.